Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is Gabe Ramirez. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And I get to hang out with you guys all the way till 9 o'clock today, so I'm excited about that. We got a bunch of good guests on the show, including Mark Grody, who's going to be hanging out with us in just a little bit. I can't believe when Danny Parkin said that uh, Javon Dexter threw threw a couple of punches, I can't wait to get more information about that. So that's going to be interesting. Then that was the first thing I thought about was, oh, cool, I get to talk to Grody in a couple of minutes. The second thing I thought about was, is that guy okay? (laughs) Because Javon Dexter's a big dude. And to take a couple from from him, uh, probably not a thing you want to do. But we will talk to Groats in just a second. And, of course, I just want to remind you guys that we got a ton of Bears coverage here on 670 The Score. For example, the preseason is underway already, and we do have you covered with the latest. As they're in, as the Bears are in Indianapolis, you can just download the Odyssey app, search 670 to score, tap follow, and you get to receive. Gordy and I will be doing some 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 live coverage on there from there, too. He doesn't know this yet, but <laughs> I, I remind him of all the jobs that he has sometimes. Uh, and if you can't get enough Bears coverage there, you can always check out the Take the North podcast. David Hall, Dan Weeder. Two of the best, uh, giving you some insightful, insightful stuff on that podcast. So follow Take the North on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's go ahead and bring in Groats, who is literally in the middle of practice. He's had 27 hits today on 670 to score, and he did it. Give me the hot sauce podcast. Is that is that what else is happening? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just got done talking to Mark Shanowski. And uh, Stacy King, of course, of the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast, making my debut on that podcast. I've been named, Gabe, the official correspondent, Bears correspondent of the Give Me the Hot Sauce uh, podcast. But this is all, man, you mentioned all the hits I've had today. I have absolutely loved it because it's so fun out here, man. It is bright sunshine. Right watching a red zone drill, Gardner Minshew. Back to pass, looking towards the end zone. And, oh, ball dropped by the Colts receiver, Kendall Vildor, on coverage. But, really, that's just a drop. Oh, now now they're getting into it. Now they're getting into it. We've got a fight on the field oh, here. Kind of hard to tell who's in the center of it right now, and it's quickly broken up. So, wow, <laughs> your timing is unbelievable. I'm looking at some of the – now, Jaquan Brisker is not – practicing he's just kind of on the outside of it got a towel he's playing peacemaker 
and there's still kind of a little rumble in, in the there. middle of the field. Get in there, Grody, uh, get in there. Yeah, Gardner <laughs> Minshew getting pulled out of it. So, okay, there's oh, nothing wow. to see here. It was just a big pile. I couldn't see the individuals that were involved uh, in it. So so we'll see. Maybe I'll move over here down a little bit and see if some of my uh, some of my fellow reporters were able to get, get eyes on, as we say. <laughs> so. Just protect yourself, man. Just, this one we're, yeah. <laughs> don't, let it, don't let it spill out into wherever you're at because we need to chat with you for a little bit. No, no, I totally get that. Yeah, um, order has been re- order restored quickly good. after a little pileup. Yep. What's the what's the biggest difference between the practices you go to, where it's just the Bears and the joint practices? Is it the energy? Is it the fans? Is it the players? Like, what's different? Yeah, energy definitely running higher. I mean, there there are. You know, I keep talking about the fans, and you you will hear the fans behind me. There's seven thousand fans here. That's the oh that's God. the estimate. Which you know, there's hunt. We're talking about hundreds of fans at Hallis Hall for those training camp practices. Thousands of fans for this. So there's automatic juice that comes with that. And then you know, the the whole concept of going up against different players and a different team. That that's just like a natural human motivation. Like you're you you def, you don't have you don't got love for the other team. So you're going to have a different type of adrenaline, and you certainly don't want to lose to other opponents and you want to try stuff that you've been successful with against your own team against this team so you know we that was you know the one the little uh, emotions running high right there the little kerfuffle i was just reporting on <laughs> live out here that's the third one tonight i mean so you get you get maybe one one or two of those you know, a week during a, a typical Bears practice week in training camp where, where guys will get a little bit overrun. But, you know, you had a few, you know, two or three last night, and we've already had, you know, that's the third one here today. So, yeah, there's a little bit of show-me kind of stuff going on out here. And, yeah, the energy is real, and not to mention it's an absolutely gorgeous night here in Westfield, Indiana. Talking to Mark Grody here on 670 The Scores. He's live at Bears-Colts joint practice Talk to me about Coach Eberfuss, because I would think in these kinds of situations, Groats, you are, how would I say, your energy level and excitement and desire to coach in the moment is probably high. So I'm imagining, I'm, I'm, tell me if this has happened where, like, a play has happened, defense missed assignment, offense didn't do something as well, and Grody, and then uh, and then Eberfuss kind of comes out there and, and is all – you know, Mike Dick it up and like turn like yell, yelling at the play. Has that happened? Is something anything like that happened? Not really. I gotta say that Matt Eberflus has been very measured in these practices, and you gotta kind of pick your area because they're literally on two different fields right now. Like looking on what they refer to as field two, they are doing eleven on eleven with mostly second and third stringers for the Bears. And the Colts right now. I'm trying to get eyes on. Oh, it was uh, Robert Tunyon just caught a touchdown pass over it in that. Nice. I'm seeing out of my peripheral vision. And then over here on field one, you've got red zone drills going on. Just saw Anthony Richardson go one for two in red zones against the the Bears defense. So you heard the ho- the horn just blowing in the background, and now everybody is shuffling around. And now we just kind of stand by to see where everybody's going. And there is a heavy duty migration now to the field that. 
I am mostly on right now, field one. So Uh-oh. my guess is we're about to get a little, we're about to get a little eleven on eleven action well, out here, which is the, which is the the. You know, a lot of people love the individual drills, which I think are awesome as well. Seven on seven, in which Justin Fields today was six for six, or excuse me, eight for eight. So very good in seven on seven, and in the eleven on eleven so far, Justin Fields was just okay. But I think we're about to, we're about to get some real action out here in just a second. Well, I got to be honest, I'm more. I'm more interested in your boxing play-by-play than I am than I'm about the, the actual <laughs> boxing. That's, that's, hey man, that was good stuff. You might right get there, you bro. might get some more of that. Might Maybe. it might happen? I mean, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll Stand see. by, buddy. Grody, let me ask you this: Tell me where, what areas or what position groups are, are the Indianapolis Colts just better than the Bears? Like, what have you seen where they have a group that is? significantly better and can do things better than the Bears can. Well, I, I, I would just say their defense. Their defense is, looks really good out here. Uh, and I know the Bears have looked good in training camp, but um, in terms of defense, but yeah, there's definitely some stalwarts on this, this Colts defense. So I would say that just in general on that side of the ball, they're, you know, the Colts are a work in progress on the offensive side. I mean, they have a, you know, rookie quarterback with some of the best, Anthony Richardson, with some of the, the, the best raw talent, I would say, in the entire National Football League and just watching him and they're about and actually watching right now Anthony Richardson getting set to go to work against the the Bears defense right now uh they're kind of a work in progress in that regard but yeah I'd say defensively the Colts are a little bit ahead of the Bears right now that's a great one and of course Anthony and then Richardson obviously getting the call to start week one for the Indianapolis Colts Grody from what you've seen I know it's a small sample size but would you say, like, oh, yeah, this guy's ready to start week one? Or, or do you think that, like you mentioned a second ago, that it is a work in progress? Yeah, I think he's – like when we say is he ready to go, I think he will go. Like, But is he – is it going to be lights, camera, action from the beginning for him? I don't expect that just because – mainly because of the accuracy issues that he had in college. Like, we're seeing all the athleticism, and the Colts seem to be putting him in, in the right positions. And I'm actually going to stare down their play right now. And it's a, it's a handoff to the right side and a big gain, unfortunately, for the Colts, like a first down yardage on the left side of the Bears' defense. But, but yeah, I mean, you see the athleticism. I got to see him, you know, close up face-to-face last night. And, you know, he is absolutely, like, just an absolute – you know, big time athlete. You could see it and all those parts. You see his elusiveness. We've gotten to see some of the speed, but you know, we see the the Colts being pretty smart with him in terms of not putting too much on his plate right now and getting doing those short, efficient passes, and then you take it to the next level. But I'd say it's promising, and everybody, like all the Colts reporters that I talked to, and you know. <laughs> Reporters don't typically lie when you're talking to these guys <laughs> off the record, and they say that look, he he's been great in this camp, and that he's been, you know, he's he's showing signs of leadership. He's been great with the media, all of those things that you know you got to check those boxes. And according to the people that I've talked to, he's checking every single box. And it, you could tell it. He seems dedicated. Seems like he's committed to the craft of being a quarterback in the NFL, which is exciting because you just want more high caliber people at that position. So it's good to see he's on his way uh, to being that. But can we? Oof. Can, oh, Oof. Uh-oh. Gabe, we just saw, man, we were just talking about his athleticism. 
He was just back to pass, looking downfield. Bears were pursuing, and he busted out of there and just sprinted to the right side pretty close to where I'm standing right now. And that is, I mean, you got two quarterbacks out here and Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson who are just ridiculous to watch up close in terms of when you actually get to see the athleticism. So I apologize for that no, reaction, okay. but it was, it was the involuntary. Question, you know what? It goes in, it's in alignment with my questioning, which is, but have you seen that Justin Fields is significantly better than Richardson? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, you could tell that Justin Fields is ahead of Anthony right. Richardson, no, no doubt about it, because, you know, a lot of things have gone up in level, like despite the up and down nature of, and Anthony Richardson just missed a pass badly to the right side. <laughs> but in terms of, like, Justin Fields' growth with the fact that he's calling his own plays more, that he is, no, nobody has a problem with, you know, getting, getting the offensive linemen aligned properly and making calls and making adjustments. And then, you know, his work in the two-minute drill as well and calling his own plays there. There are lots of things that he is doing now or being allowed to do now in this camp that he was not allowed to do or capable of doing last year. So just naturally, he yes, he's ahead of where Anthony Richardson is. He looks like a more polished quarterback than Anthony Richardson is right now, but I'll be just as anxious as anybody to see what Richardson looks like once this thing starts for real. Gordy, people obviously want to know what the connection has been like between Justin Fields and his receivers. What can you say about today's practice and what you've seen uh, in that regard? It's too hot. It's too hot, guys. Justin Fields to uh, – you're back there, girls. You're breaking up. It's okay. I got you. I'll take it up. You're breaking up, but you're back now. All right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The connection between Fields and his receivers today at practice, what does that look like? Well, the uh, seven-on-seven, again, for the second straight day. Yesterday, Justin Fields six for six. In this uh, seven-on-seven, he was eight for eight. In the brief 11-on-11 that they had earlier on field two, right now it's just all we've seen is the Colts offense while I've been talking to you against the Bears defense. He was more cold than hot, let's put it that way. Uh, Missed on a couple of his connections, so we haven't seen like a big highlight play yet out of Justin Fields in 11-on-11. So was that last night? Yeah, go ahead. When you say six for six and eight for eight, is it just like, is he practicing his check down right there? Is it, you know, is it? Or is it you know medium depth passes like what what it, are those just dump offs like is he yeah. scrambling like what tell me about those throws yeah so the the first play that I saw Justin Fields run he rolled right tried to hit I believe it was Cole Komet for about a ten yard pass on the on the right love side that. and it was just it was just off it was just a little bit off but yeah I oh. I hear you man I I love the play setup as I was watching I'm like okay that's what I like to see you know just an immediate planned rollout to the right side and he missed his guy so on the eleven on eleven that I saw uh, earlier it was more of the short passes last night though um, you know hot and cold again at eleven eleven but he did hook up big plays to one big play to DJ Moore. I thought Bayless Jones Jr. last night had his best day so far in camp in terms of being a receiver. He caught a deep ball from Justin Fields, but Fields did also have a couple of interceptions during the 11-on-11 period uh, of play. Okay, so I mean, it's things that, obviously you're taking more chances in that space, so you probably feel more comfortable, you know, being a little more loose with your arm, but you do love the fact that he's connecting. I feel... To me, gross. Any anytime I see a video of DJ Moore, oh, uh oh, 
Fight. Fight. Oh. Fight. We got you. I'm here. Fight. Sorry, man. I lost you there for a second. No. I said, is there a fight going on? No, 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 no oh. fight. The reason I reacted is again watching Anthony Richardson run. Okay. <laughs> it is. All right, now, now, uh, now let's see fighting. what we got here. The, the bear, no, 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 we're not fighting now. Sorry, well, sorry. you really want to fight, don't you, Gabe? Uh, your play-by-play play was impeccable, man. I'm just trying to get back to that space. <laughs> That's great. Um, no, that... Now the yeah, oh, here we go. The Bears have the ball now, so okay. hopefully we will on your watch, Gabe. Let's first, let's hope for a first, big time uh, Justin Fields. We're gonna play. do a little play action. It's like Grody and I are watching it together. Except I'm I just, like this, man. I, I kind of do Perfect. like this. I got to be honest. This is great radio. It's at six o'clock in people's way home because people got off work and what do they want to do? They want to be at practice. I know, man. <laughs> and you're there. This is great. I got you. Okay, hold on a second. All Here right. we go. Justin Fields in eleven on eleven. What's the what's Waiting the? For his, he's in shotgun. How many wide receivers? In motion. Go DJ Moore in motion. How many wide receivers? Go, goes to the left. Immediately throws behind the line of scrimmage. And DJ Moore could not handle the pass, but it was a good play by the defense of the Colts. Batted away by number 45 for the uh, the Colts. I gotta get my little roster sheet out Where was here. Where was the was the pass low, like the one from Saturday, or was it like I, behind him? What did you think? Right no, there it actually looked like a pretty good pass. I think that we're gonna we're gonna call this just a pretty good play not there by defense. a guy by the name of Oh, this is awesome, man! The guy that made the play, his name is EJ Speed. E-J-S-P-E-E-D. No, no joke. He made some plays yesterday. Somebody brought that to my attention, and now here we are. Um, and Justin Fields again in shotgun. Little inside handoff to Khalil Herbert, who is swallowed up in the middle immediately. So that, that's going to break up a third down here. Third down and 10. And Matt Eberflus. Yeah, give me, give me, give me. I need to know this. I need to know how many wide receivers are out here on this third down. Okay, stand by, Brody. stand by. They're, they're huddling up right now. Yeah, I know the players. Um, Three wide receivers said DJ Moore, bomb. Okay, we'll see. I see Equinemia St. Brown has come onto the field. Play action. Uh, oh, two tight end action. We got John Carlson and Cole okay. Komet. Oh, three tight ends. Little Mercedes Robert Tunyon, oh. Cole Komet, and uh, let me sure I got my my numbers straight here. Yeah, Carlson, number 88. So okay. let's see what they do. Justin Fields now Max having protect. a little chat. Max protect. Exactly, third and ten. I mean, these are tough. Now Carlson coming off the field, coming into the game. Now Darnell Mooney and Equinemia St. Brown. dirty. This is going to get dirty. Yeah. So Darnell Cole Komet Mooney remains. Touchdown. Let's go. Okay, okay, here we go. They, they come up to the line, flanked out to the right, Equinemia St. Brown and DJ Moore okay. on the left can't really tell who that is, but you've got one lone running back is Khalil Herbert standing side-by-side side with turns. Justin Fields, who pumps the knee, goes back to pass. Oh, he's being rushed. He probably would have just been sacked. <laughs> yeah, he got sacked. Justin Fields just got sacked. They, they were bringing the noise. They should have kept uh, the, third, the third tight end in there, Max Protect. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was what right. you call sack right there. Justin Fields looking to the right side. He, they did let him pass the ball, but they, yeah. as you may have heard the whistle blow, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that is what we call a training camp sack well i'm glad we're ending on a high note here groats uh thanks for <laughs> thanks for checking in with us if you get lonely on the way home and you're listening and you want to talk just you know call the station yeah man absolutely <laughs> call me i'll be here what you know i'm here to report on the bears so call me man i got you all right groats, all have right. a good one man see you buddy mark grody in indianapolis right now living our dream like think about what, what we are doing at 619 Working, driving home. Girls is working, but what a job. You get to give a play-by-play of the Bears' first three. Come on. It's pretty impressive. I'm excited about that. But I will say this. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score.
I am concerned about what Grody said, and it's exactly what I wanted to talk about in the next segment. And it is that because you can, you know, you can sit up here and be like, yo, what, what are the Bears doing well? What, where are they excelling at? We know where they're excelling at. But when you ask Mark Grody, where is the other team significantly better? And he mentions, without hesitation, the defense. It, we, know we've, we know the Bears have upgraded on offense and on defense. But, and we know how much of a stud DJ Moore is. But on the defensive side of the ball, I still question what my expected improvement level is. I don't know how I know the defense is going to be better. I don't know how much better they will be. And that's what I want to ask you. 312-644-6767. We know we can all make silly arguments about how many yards Justin Fields is going to throw. We're all excited about the offense. That we can agree on. But the defense where do you see this defense ranking? I'll tell you right now. I got um 19th. 19th. Not middle of the pack. Not top 10 defense. 19th. We saw the first drive of the preseason. Not that that's any indicator. I know you shouldn't do that, but I saw it. Still saw it. Still happened. So I'm curious, my Bears fans that are out there, Leo, open up the lines right here. Uh, I'm, I'm curious of your expectation of the Bears. I got them 19th in the league. I want to know where you where you think they will be. Do you have top 10 aspirations for this defense? No, that's too much. If you do, I would love to hear from you. Or do you think they're going to be where they were at last year? Bottom of the league. I got them at 19th. Where do you have them? 312 644 67, 67. We're talking Bears on the other side right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. 
How bad was the Bears' defense last year? Very. But they made some additions. Brought in some new people, and what would that defense look like? We get an opportunity to talk about it. For the next couple minutes, phone lines are open, 312-644-6767. Got a couple text messages coming in as well. Feel free to do that. A lot of people fans of the Mark Grody play-by-play experience from the joint practice. I was impressed. We should get more of it. If everybody else gets to call Grody, if there's one person I don't mind calling or texting at any hour, it is Mark Grody. Him and I, we're cool like that. So maybe we'll get him back on at the latter latter half of the show. Uh, But it is Gabe Ramirez here till 9 o'clock. And then we're talking about the defense because, again, I I am convinced that the offense is going to be better. How much better? Ah, that's That's the fun part about watching the season. The defense, however... That's the part because I've told people when they're talking about the success of the Chicago Bears is that you have to think about if the defense can be middle, I said above average is what I've been saying consistently. Like if the defense can be above average, then the Bears are going to win a good, a handful of games more than they did last year. But it's dependent upon the defense. If If you're coming out in the first quarter and you can't get your feet underneath you and, you know, you're facing the Packers and they put up 10 on, you know, two out of three possessions. They, you know, or, or even, you know, 14, 17 in the first half just alone. 17 is probably worst. But the defense needs to be able to stop teams in the beginning and, of course, get your stops at the very end of the game. But you have to be a an above-average defense to do that. And so my prediction is that the Bears will be the 19th best defense in the NFL. I think that's fair. It's a fair statement. Um, last year, obviously near the bottom, but there are some, some stats that you're like, there's nowhere to go but up from these stats. The percentage of time teams ran against the Bears and it resulted in a first down. Think about that. Think about how many times guys get stuffed at the line or, you know, you run for four yards, five, whatever. 27.9% of the time, the teams had a rushing first down. What? Every Damn near every three rushes, I get a first down? What? Like so, so again, we're talking about where can the Bears like improve without question. Most certainly, it could be in stopping guys from getting a first down every three rushes. But that's why you bring in Javon Dexter. That's why you bring in Zach Pickens to shore up the middle. Andrew Billings. You've added three, and I'm sure there's a couple more in, in there that you can utilize to. Get out of that 27% purgatory you're in right there. Yards per carry. Bears were giving up 4.9. Call it five. Five yards a carry? We're all over here thinking Khalil Herbert's going to be the greatest running back ever because he averaged around that mark. Bears gave it up to everybody. 4.9 yards is ridiculous. How many tutties did the Bears give up last year? The worst team in the league. 
Like we're talking again, we're talking about where the Bears are going to improve or where they should be able to improve. And again, you can point to specific metrics to be like, okay, if you can just do that better. If you can not if you can not allow a first down on 28% of, of attempts. And here's the other one. Bears last in the league. They gave up 31 touchdowns last year on the ground. 31. The next closest team is 25. So it's not like everybody's bunched together at the very end. And the third to last place team is the Lions at 22. It's 22, 25, 31. But you bring in other guys, right? Tremaine Edmonds, DJ Edwards, guys that maybe won't allow that, that long run for the touchdown. All right? This is what we're hoping. 19th from terrible to 19th. That's a significant improvement. I would love them to be above average to maybe contribute to some more victories, but they can get better as the season goes on. Yannick Ngakwe there at the at the end, putting some pressure. There's 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 things there, but how good do you think they could be? 312-644-6767. Let's go to John. He's out on the I-74. So Hey, what's going on, John? So what are you doing, sir? Doing great. What do you think about this Bears defense? Well, I think they're going to be better this year, and I'm excited about this year. But what I'm really excited about is, and it's kind of far off, but the first two round picks for next year. Oh yeah. And what I want to see next year with the two first round picks, I want to see a stud, stud defensive tackle with the first one. And then the second one, I want to see a center like Owen Crutes or someone similar to that so that they can negate the other people's uh, defensive tackle. <laughs> and, if, and if we do that, we'll have the center of our defense and the center of our offense done for six to eight years. It's a great point, John. I, would be, I think we'd all be I happy be with so that. I would be so happy with that. Oh, I would be so happy with that because I think you're right. I think 19th is, might be – it all depends on if the defensive ends and the defensive tackles can get pressure. If they can't get pressure, it just doesn't matter. Or if they can't stop the run, it just doesn't matter, like you were saying. Yeah. Thanks for if, the thanks for the I call. Mean, thanks for the call, John. I appreciate it. And you know, you really do bring up some great points with the next year's draft capital, right? What should they be at least considering? And you want to be looking at two things, right? Where are the weakest points on this team? Because if you have the ability to grab two of the top 30 players and what could potentially be the top player at, at, at a particular position, you have to be thinking about, again, where are you your weakest at? Now, defensive tackle, you've added depth there, and the hope is that one of the two, maybe three if you're including Billings, can be a, a disruptor. And on the other side, the center, I mean, yeah, it would be great to have someone. I just, that pick would have to be in like the uh, Teen, late teens to 20s to to, to spend it on a, on a center. But everybody agrees with number 19. From 30, 31, 32, somewhere in that range, depending on the stat, to 19th. I really, I really thought, Leo, I really thought I was going to get people pissed. And they're going to be like, no, Gabe, 13th, man. What do you think? It's reasonable. I mean, just to think about where they were last year with yeah. – below replacement level players playing, you have to think it's probably not going to be a jump to one of the top defenses in the league. You just have to hope that some of these new guys can stay in. And the guys who were starters last year 
don't have to see the field as much as yeah. they did last year. And they're an injury away from 27. Yeah. I want to be very yeah. clear. I want to be very clear. Oh, yeah. They're an injury away from 27th in the league. But that's why I'm asking you guys. 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez talking about the defensive side of the ball. What's that improvement going to look like? Bears, terrible last year. 31 touchdowns they gave up. More than anyone else in the NFL. Five yards of carry. First down on 28% of rushes. What is that improvement going to look like? Daniel and Clarendon Hills. So I know you're excited about the Bears season, and we could talk about that. But, but, but are you excited about the Bears defense? Um, yeah, I am because, um, I mean, we've got these, like, pretty athletic, well, Tremaine Edwards and and uh, one, and then the getting Nagakwe, he is he's amazing. And the cool thing is about that is that, I mean, he is like uh, the only NFL player right now who has more than eight sacks in the last five years. Yeah. And he's number five in NFL history for sacks. That's huge. But the biggest thing is that he is – he's actually um, really coaching the young guys. So he, he's got amazing talent, but he's not coming in as just some big guy. He's coming in to help the team and help the young guys. But, Daniel, is he going to make a difference, right? Like, that's what we're really talking about. You can have a guy on the end. We've seen guys sit on the defensive end position and and be be insignificant, be be a non-factor, right, because they get their money and they get their – but, like, is is Ngakwe going to propel this defense into the top 20, right? Like, is he and the other guys you mentioned on defense, are are they going to be able to get into that top 20? Is that your expectation? I think that the Bears are going to surprise so many people this year because there's an energy happening from the secondary to the defense to the offense. It's a whole team effort that's going to be just explode, I think. I love it. I, like- I really think that we're going to turn heads, and I'm people think I'm stupid, but I no, think no, they're no. going to make a Super Bowl run. Oh, okay. okay. I, don't, I don't think that's stupid, but it's wild. <laughs> I'll say that. But you bring up some great points about Ngakwe. He can be a mentor. You know, he, all the stats that you mentioned are true. And these are reasons why he was, you know, someone that the Bears sought out because they thought he could contribute. But again, it's all about, I want to be vulnerable. And I appreciate the people calling in right now. I want, I want to be vulnerable. And it is that, tell me you didn't get a little sad on that first drive of the first preseason game. Because you thought to yourself, damn, they can't stop this team on a preseason game. Like, and, and it was all the, it was everything that you're used to seeing as a Bears fan, right? Third and long. Did great for the first two downs, and then they just throw a pass to the, you know, out route to the, to the sidelines for the first down. Rushes going, you know, no one's touching them until they're four yards deep. Things that we saw last year. So it was, it was hard. And I'm just, listen, I, I, again, I, 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 Understand the names are there. I'm just having trouble envisioning a Bears defense that is top 15. But maybe you do. Let's take one more. 312-644-6767. Got AJ out in Yorkville. So, AJ, what do you think about that first drive uh, against the Titans when you're talking about the Chicago Bears? Yeah, a little worrisome. Um, 
if you think about it, they had a lot of the starters. I mean, yeah, you didn't have T.J. Edwards, uh, Tremaine, them, those guys out there. But at the same time, we didn't really put any penetration. We kind of got pushed around. I mean, yeah, corners kind of made some hits, but we, I can't name one starter that the Titans had out there. I mean, <laughs> Nuke wasn't out there. Tammy right, right, right. wasn't out there. Tannehill wasn't out there. Sorry. and We got pretty pushed around for a little bit. So I know the guy previously was talking about draft capital next year, but, I mean, Jalen Carter, did we kind of miss the boat on that one? Or mm. do you think – what do you think? Because do you yeah. think those rookies are going to take a couple of weeks to, to get settled in? I mean – that's it looks good, like we got pushed around pretty hard. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good question, AJ. And thanks for the call. I mean, it's just, let's be honest: is will there be some sort of regret if Jalen Carter is a Hall of Famer or a pro an annual Pro Bowler? Sure, but I, I still we know why they did why they passed up on him, right? It wasn't it wasn't because they thought he wasn't talented. They just didn't want to deal with the drama exactly what they, they did not want to be answering questions all training camp long like right now and talking about hey is Jalen Carter all right is he doing okay is, are we watching to see if he got any fights into training camp all that stuff so that that part sucks but you do hope that Javon, uh, Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens either one of them can be someone that can be a disruptor probably more than likely not gonna be hall of fame level but can you be a consistent contributor to this Bears team and I think that's what Eberflus is looking for people that can contribute as a whole. All right, I'm going to take a break, take some more calls on the other side, still talking about the Bears defense, and I have a thought in particular about who I think will be the MVP of the defense. I'll tell you who that is, and we'll take your calls on the other side. All right, 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Go to 670 The Score. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Talking Bears football for the next little, uh, probably about 10 minutes. Uh, And then at the top of the hour, we get to talk to Cody Westerlin. The Bulls announced their schedule. It's released. I can know what games I'm going to. Or what games are going to get snowed out and people can just give me their tickets for free. (laughs) We'll do that at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, But right now, we get to chat with some more people about the Bears Bears holding their joint practice right now. I just talked to Mark Grody at the top of the hour. He was telling us about Justin Fields, told us that the defense of the Indianapolis Colts was the surefire group that was better than the Bears at that particular position. So then it brought me to a thought that I've been having for some time now, and it is, you know, what can our expectations be about the Chicago Bears defense? Not what can they, what are they? Where, where in your mind? Because you sure have an, a ton of thoughts about Justin Fields and the offense. Justin Fields, 4,000 yards. Bears, 10 victories. You got thoughts on the offense. What are they on the defense? I think they'll be 19th. I, I want them to be better than average, but I think they'll end up at 19th out of 32 teams. Let's go to Daryl out in Virginia. So, Daryl, you think there will be improvement from a particular area on the defense right yes i do and um i think uh ryan poles has done a a very good job blending the young rookies and they all uh and you know they all excelled in uh stopping the run and then he brought in free agents on the defensive end and the uh tackle billings uh they they were good at um and and uh, at stopping the run and so of course 
Ryan Pohl sees it the way the fans see, see it. And what your stat line you, you mentioned earlier, all the first downs this defense gave up. <laughs> and the defense was horrible, even with Quinn and Roquan Smith stopping the run. And so he did a masterful job getting something out of those players because they, they were just, you know, uh, you know, standing in and, and not producing against the run. And so I think that, like you say, 19, maybe 15, with the blend of uh, these young rookies and veterans, uh, I think we might be cooking okay. on defense a lot better than we did last year. And so that helps the offense. And, um, you know, the, the coaching staff under Getze, heck, uh, it took them five games to figure out what to do with fields. And so now they've had a whole off season to to um, enhance his short passing game and uh, uh, get him some weapons. So I mean, it, we should be kind of optimistic. Yeah. Again, uh, again, Dare, I want to be very clear: the offensive side of the ball, I am not worried about. I know there is optimism there. I know we feel good about what he's done there, or when, what kind of progress we're going to see from Justin Fields. DJ Moore is going to have a thousand yards, whatever. I'm talking about the defense specifically. You mentioned me and and the stat that I brought up that last year teams had a first down on 27.9% of their rushes. Damn near one out of every three rushes resulted in a first down. And so we're addressing the D-line, but let me tell you what the first down percentage was. This is all on NFL.com. Stats. First down percentage for passes. Bears were worst in the league. Check out this number. It's almost crazy. It's it's not crazy because we knew we saw how bad they were last year, but when you hear it out loud, they were last dead last in the league, giving up a first down on 38% of passes thrown. What? Damn near 40% of the time they dropped back to throw a ball. Not, I don't know. Was it just a completion? It resulted in a first down. Some wild stuff right there. But that's why I love statistics. Let's take one more. Let's go to James out in Minnesota. James, we know the defensive line isn't there yet, but is the defense there yet? Well, you know, it's like this, and I'm glad I brought that last point. I'm an old-school football player. It's like, okay, my car, I got this car, and I just put it in the shop. My trans is gone, and my motor's about ready to blow. Which one I want to fix? Do I want to fix the defensive backfield who giving up all of these first downs, or do I want to fix the line who's giving up all of these running plays for first downs? <laughs> so what's the two evils? So – I figured my man started with drafting defensive backs. He said, well, I don't want Fields to get killed, so let me find him somebody to help him out. Then I start working on the lines. But it's going to take a minute, being honest with you, for both lines to develop because you've got to keep that three technique. he got to be a dog. He's got to keep the linebackers clean. Okay? He's got to keep him clean. And if he don't keep him clean – it don't matter who's back there. That's why when he brought up with, hey, Roquan Swift, and they did all that. Because the linebacker was getting blocked because they got to take on a double team. If they don't handle that double team, that guy is going out there with a free shot on that linebacker. And them grown men. 
He gonna make it because he getting paid. If he can't take on the double team, a big guy who can handle that double team and say, look, you got to take two men to block me. Then that linebacker is free. He can roll. Then that backside linebacker, he can come through. But if it ain't there, man, it's problems, bro. It's going to take a minute. I love it. I'm there for everything the Bears do. But I've been doing this my whole life. I like it. It's going to take a minute. Clearly. I'm going to scratch my big old head and say, oh, Lord, please let him block him. I get it. Man, you're bringing up some great points, James. First of all, my boss would love if I had your energy. Like He would just love it. So feel free to call whenever you want, James. Just, you know, give him the direct line, Leo. And then uh, anytime you want to call, James, especially because you're from Minnesota, that's even better. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. These are some crazy stats. Quarterbacks last year against the Chicago Bears had a 67% completion percentage. That's, I mean, that's wild. We're begging for Justin Fields to have 67%. Bears gave the whole league that. Let's go to, let's take one last call. Mike in Countryside. Mike, there's 32 teams in the league. I, I want the Bears to be better than average, but I have them at 19th right now. What, what do you think about okay. that? Well, then that goes with against with what I was calling for. I thought you were saying they were going to be bad with like 19, and 19's not good. 19's not good. Like, but like you said, there's 32 teams, so 16 is halfway. I mean, how much in between those two is is halfway and bad, right? So same, if we're 19 in defense and we get uh, 15, maybe 16 in offense, that's eight wins. That's nine wins possibly, you know. So I get what you're saying. Uh, the defense, hey, 19 would be a lot better than 32. That's 13 <laughs> better, right? Yeah, yeah. And And that would be a great upgrade, but yeah. – I mean, if we can do that, I'm okay with eight or nine wins this season, to tell you the truth. Thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. And just to put it into perspective, to put it in perspective, the Ravens, right, are 19th in passing first down percentage for opposing teams. And they're at 34%. So you just need to drop 4% to get to 19th. It's not tons. So I think... To Mike's point, the deviation that exists between, let's say, teams 22 through 16, it's not very big at all. And he's absolutely right. Because the 15th team is the Packers, and they too are in the 34% range. So, again, what I'm, the point that I'm trying to make is get your ass to the top 15 or try to be 19. And like Mike just said, that sounds like eight wins. And now I have eight happy weekends from now until February. And that sounds better than the three I had last year. All right. We are going to talk to Cody Westerlin after the break, the Chicago Bulls. No need to put a dollar in the bucket. They released their schedule and we get the chance to talk about that. And you know, I'm going to ask Cody about what I think the win total is going to be. And I cannot wait for him to just <laughs> tell me, Cabe, you know, what do you want me to do here? You want me to say 41? I just can't wait for it. All right, Cody Westerland joins the show after this. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's 670 to score. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.